Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. They still got a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome in to another episode of Stupidity, brought to you by DraftKings, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you and DraftKings. Please subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. You have made us the biggest podcast in the world, you and DraftKings. And we thank you for that. Mike, this is very exciting. It's graduation season, and we have the Stugat School of Broadcasting. Uh, we have our class that is graduating this year. You are a proud graduate of the Stugat School of Broadcasting. You, Mike Gold Jr., Mikey C., and countless others. But no one. No one has ever ascended up the ranks of the Stugat School of Broadcasting quite like our new producer on the Lepitard Show, Smetty. I mean, we call her Sugats. <laughs> and I want to start a podcast with her. We'll ask her about this. It's called Supodity. <laughs> it's amazing. Don't make me produce that. <laughs> I am. She is going to be the recipient of the Michael Lewis Darius Gola Jr. Award for Broadcaster of the Year. What a very special episode this is, Mikey A. Uh, I'm, she's a Smetty rocket. She's just she's launched herself into Stugat's <laughs> orbit, and I'm I'm very excited to see what she comes up with as a speech. There are two paths to choose when you uh, when you join the Levitard show. There is the Dan path, which is not nearly as fun as the Stugat's path. But here's what here's the problem. I think Smetty really deep down inside. She fancies herself to be someone like on Dan's side, like Dan. She's a journalist, you know. Sure. 
Yet what has happened here in short time is we have realized there's a little bit of Stugats in Sugats, okay? And so she's torn. Like, I think she sees the more popular way, Mike, is by going my route. But the more serious, credible way is going Dan's route, which to which I would tell her, credibility, schmedibility. Schmedibility. Boom! <laughs> All right, before we get to her and her speech and her receiving the award and my graduation speech at the Stugat School of Broadcasting, we deliver the same speech every single year to our graduates. <laughs> That's how we do it. But Mike, there is many reasons to celebrate today. The schedule day, baby. <laughs> it's schedule day. <laughs> this is exciting. Schedule day. And the NFL did us dirty. I mean, they are sending the Jets to Carolina week one. I am telling you right now, Mike, I have the Jets winning the game, but I also have Sam Darnold throwing seven touchdowns to Robbie Anderson. This is a disaster. Listen, I think the Jets come out after an 0-3 preseason, and everybody's going to be down on him. I think you're right. Sam Darnold's going to show off in front of his old team. Jets still get the win. I got them at 1-0. Okay, but we need to do this like Mike and the Mad Dog style, so it's just got to be win-loss, 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 okay? Good afternoon, everybody! How are you today? Mike! Big Mike! Let's go! Schedule me, ladies and gents! Have a good schedule, Mike! Let's go to week one, Carolina! Carolina, Mike! That's a win. That's a win! Listen, I think a win, too! I think it's a win, too! All right, we got a week two, so we both have a one and oh, Mike! Let's go to New England! They are home against the Patriots! That's a win. Uh, hey, listen, Cameron Newton was a disaster. That's a win. All right, Mike, week four. We go to the Bronco uh, 97. Mike, you and I were there. They had another halftime, Mike. Uh, you and I thought we were going to the Super Bowl. I mean, anyway, we're going to have a Super Bowl, Mike. Uh, Broncos. I'll give them a win. I'll give them a win. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. I think I do the whole thing at this point. At this point in my head, I think I do Mike and the Mad Dog, okay? Yeah. Uh, I was in Denver with Drew Locke. Who knows they get Aaron Rodgers, Mike? So I'm with you. And to me, they're a complete disaster. Elway has no idea what he's doing. I have the Jets winning that game by two touchdowns. So they're 3-0. We both have a 3-0, Mike, right? 3-0. Okay, let's go. Let's move on to Tennessee. The Titans, they feel like they're a play away, a player away from making a Super Bowl, Mike. What do you think? They didn't get that player. That's a win. Okay, that's a win for me too, Mike. They're 4-0. We go to Atlanta. They are home against the Falcons. And by home, I mean they're playing that game in another continent. They are flying overseas and playing that game in Europe. And speaking of continent, Chris Carlin, he was our original producer of the continent. That was his nickname. Anyway, we digress. Mike, Jets Falcons, who do you got? How do you get to uh, another country? You take a jet. Jets win. Ah, look at that. I'm with you. Five and oh. That was an easy one, Mike. That was a good job out of you. Uh, the bye week, they lose. And right, let's go on to week seven. <laughs> let's go to week seven. They are playing the Patriots again for the second time in five weeks, Michael. Who do you got? Mac Jones didn't figure it out in week two. He still doesn't have it figured out. I'll give him a win. Okay. Uh, listen, I think it's going to be Cam Newton. Regardless of who it is, neither of them have figured it out, and the Jets win. Uh, this is a rookie quarterback, Mike. We, we are. You're running out of steam trying to do that. Oh, it's hard being Christopher Russo. That's why I decided to mock him. Uh, we are week eight. We are taking on the Bengals. <laughs> we are home against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mike, this game feels like it's for everything. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Last I checked, there's still the Bengals. Give them the win. Okay, give him the win. Mike and I both have him at, uh, at, at 7 and out. <laughs> this is amazing. I am telling you, at least five times when we do this throughout this, Mike, I will forget that there's a 17th game. <laughs> 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 oh, here we go. Carson Wentz. <laughs> 
Okay, the Colts, Mike. There's a big one. It's a biggie. Thursday night. Thursday night. Short rest. Okay. Home against the Bengals. Hopefully they breeze past that. Joe Burrow and all that. Is AJ Green still there? I mean, can you name a Bengal, Mike? I mean, Joe Burrow. Besides Joe Burrow, Mike. I already said that name. Anyway, so let's go to Indianapolis. Carson Wentz. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Short week. I'll give it to the Jets. Uh, same here. Look at that. Hey, 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 let's bring on Smitty. Stuke out here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, we're through eight weeks, Mike. Uh, we both have the Jets at eight. No, we will. Uh, we will get back to that. <laughs> just an easy eight. No. An e- oh, an easy eight. No, even though I have Sam Darnold throwing seven touchdown passes, all to Robbie Anderson in week one when the Jets go to Carolina. The NFL did us dirty, man. But let's bring on the newest member of the Lebitard Show crew, the Lebitard Show with Stu Gott, Jessica Smatana. Did I say that correctly, Jess? Oh, did I, come did on, Stugatz. What, what happened? No, Smetana Banana. We've been over this. Smetty with us here on Stupidity. Um, I don't feel. I do feel like you have become very quickly, quicker than anyone ever uh, ever has. You have become, I think, probably the most popular person on our show. Is that fair? That's incredible. Congratulations. I feel like the fans are really partial to Billy, but I do feel like people like me more than Chris Whittingham, so I'll take that. (laughs) Really? You feel like fans? Well, no one likes Whittingham, but you feel like... You feel like (laughs) Billy Gill is the most popular person amongst our our crew? I do feel like Billy has a little bit of a cult following, and I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if it's his weird 
would you rathers or his rabbit holes that he goes down or just like the verbal diarrhea that he will the tangents that he'll take us on on the show but i do feel like he has a cult following dookie bomb um, no question he does have a cult following you know he is beloved people love billy uh, on the show who is the strangest person on the show <laughs> i mean you have been here three weeks now i'm wondering it might be billy um according to smetty the strangest person on the dan levitard show with stugatz is blank I mean, I, yeah, I have to go with Billy. He's an enigma. When I met him in real life, he was wearing a mask. We were at a restaurant right. yes. and Billy walks in and I'm like, someone, someone asks me, someone at Meadowlark who didn't know Billy either asked me, is this person with our group? And I was like, no, I don't know who that is because this person was so tall. I was like, that's like, it can't be anyone on the show, but he's like six, two or something. He's huge. And I, I mean, that blew me away, but yeah, B Billy's pretty weird. I would say Cody. Close second. Chris Cody. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> important distinction. Yes. Important it's distinction. A, it's a very, uh, very important distinction. All right. I'm going to do some fill in the blank here. I want our audience to get a chance to know you. I'm going to bounce in between, between those and back to some questions about the guys on the show because then the audience uh, loves our show. They love the people uh, on our show. That's what our show is all about. So, Smetty's favorite movie is blank. Caddyshack. Really? I thought for sure you were going to go Rudy there, but you went Caddyshack. You uh, seem a little bit too young for Caddyshack. Mike, do you even know what Caddyshack is? Of course I... Dude, come on, man. Of course I know what Caddyshack... I'm surprised that's where she went. I'm so surprised. Smitty, how old are you? I just turned 27, but I've always loved Caddyshack. It's my favorite movie. I've seen it a million times. I love Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, uh, Judge Snails. You're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> How about a fresca? Uh, I'm shocked. We are all shocked. Where is Rudy? Where is Rudy in terms of your all-time favorite movies? It's probably top five. I love Rudy, but I can only you know watch Rudy so many times per year because it's a real tear tear. Oh my god, I can't speak tear jerker. Sugats. Oh, I'm having a Sugats moment. Yes. Uh, your favorite uh, yeah, book? I can't. Your... You know, too sad. Too sad. Okay. Favorite book is blank. The Hobbit. Real, that's a long book, Smetty. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, you shorten no, it up a little not. bit. It's, it's not, Mike. How the many Lord, pages Lord of the, the Hobbit? Rings is long. I'm gonna look up the Hobbit right now, Mike. I'm, Mike, you, you go I, ahead. If I set the over under at 650 pages for the Hobbit, you would go over under, Mike. Not you, Smetty, because you read the book, Mike. I would say way over. I would go way over. I was yeah, thinking. I, I was thinking four. Did oh my goodness, we are I'm both a, very wrong. Really. It is 310 pages. Holy shit. But 310 to me feels like 780. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's stupidity. Uh, <laughs> your favorite. You're so wrong. I was just going to say The Hobbit was J.R.R. Tolkien's like children's book that he wrote. And then when they the publisher asked him to write a sequel, he delivered the thousand page epic of The Lord of the Rings, which was then split into three books. So The Hobbit is really a, a kid's book. That's why it's a lot shorter. Okay. Who's this Tolkien guy you're talking about? <laughs> We take a quick time out from stupidity to give you my top five JRs of all time. Number five, J.R. Reed. Number four, legendary Astros pitcher J.R. Richard. Number three, NBA champion J.R. Smith. Number two, J.R. Ewing. Who shot JR? And of course, number one, 
Mel Kuyper, Jr. Stupidity. Back to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, listen, you're here because you're winning an award, the Michael Lewis Darius Golick Jr. Award for the Broadcaster of the Year. Congratulations to you. And here you are. I don't know who I'm speaking to. I don't know. Mike, I'm confused here. Is she Stu, uh, Stu Goss or is she Levitard? Because she's read a book that's north of 300 pages. I'm confused. I don't know. The, the right answer there would have been, I've never read a book. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the TV show The Americans and while that may seem totally random to you right now out of left field I promise you it will make perfect sense in five four three two one Uh, your favorite TV show is blank Uh, The Americans is my favorite TV show that is a good show. Thing you love that most people hate is blank. Notre Dame football. <laughs> That's a good answer. I mean, we went over this on the show. I kind of hate Tim Tebow, but I don't know if most people love him or hate him now. Yes. That is... He's polarizing. Yes. Yes, yes answer, Mike. No. <laughs> do people love or hate Tim Tebow? Yes, they do. They love him or they hate him. But do more people love Tim Tebow? I'm confused by this as well. Do more people love Tim Tebow or despise Tim Tebow? I'm I'm confused by that, Mike. I'm not I'm not certain which way it goes there. That's why the answer is yes. <laughs> Maybe you should win. <laughs> Maybe you should win the uh, Michael <laughs> the Michael Lou Colling Junior Award. It's a very wordy name for an award, Mike. We might want to change it up. Okay. Um, the nicest person on the Leopard Show is blank. Chris Whittingham. I text him for everything. He has Jesus so he just knows everything. He's just helpful. He doesn't care that I'm asking him the most obvious questions. It's got to be him. I do okay. too. <laughs> I text him for everything. <laughs> the meanest person on the Levitard Show crew is blank. Mike Ryan. I mean, he got me sick on day two. <laughs> Week two. His daughter got me sick. Yeah, but he also got you hired. I mean, it's funny, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. What have you done for uh, me lately? Exactly. Exactly. The first concert Smetty ever went to was blank. The Rolling Stones. Really? You're an ah. old soul, Smetty. Look at you. You are an old <sighs> soul. All right, paint the picture. Like, tell us what was it like? Who'd you go with? Rolling Stones? What year was this? The uh, Rolling Stones was this their final concert before the final concert? Well, every concert for the last 20 years has been the final concert before the final concert. But when I was, I think I was in sixth grade and my dad got tickets to see them at the United Center in Chicago. Um, And he was at first apprehensive about whether or not the Stones were appropriate for a 12-year-old. But then someone convinced him that it would be fine. So he took me and my sister and my mom. So we all went as a family. And it was an awesome show. And I've actually seen them, I think, at least once or twice since then, also at the United Center. Um, And Mick Jagger, man, he can still move. He can shake those hips, even though he's upwards of 75 years old now. What's your favorite Stone song? Do you have one? Uh, It's got to be Gimme Shelter. Yeah. Can you sing it? I mean, (laughs) are you a karaoke person or no? Go ahead, sing. Just a shout away. (laughs) Yeah, keep going. (laughs) Wait, she held up the microphone like she was performing live. Just a shout away. (laughs) I love karaoke. Whatever clip we send out. 
Yes, and you did a great job. Whatever clip we send out, we will not do better than that right there, okay? Um, By the way, way, Stu Gatz, I wore, I have to tell you this, I wore a Pacific Dunes golf quarter zip for this show, specially changed into this so I could have golf apparel on for you. Really? Wow, that is, uh, that's why you're winning the award, okay? I mean, you are are good. Have you played at Pacific Dunes or no? Never been. You have, wait, so how'd you get it? I mean, you, so you walk around. Let me, let, wait, in true Sugatsian way, okay? I am certain you walk away. When people ask you, hey, have you ever played Pacific Dunes, Bandon Dunes, one of the nicest golf courses in the country, my dog is very excited about your appearance here uh, on Stupidity. You tell them that you've played that course several times, right? I, yeah, I hit par. I, you know. <laughs> Chipped in for birdie on 13. <laughs> from the tips. From the tips. You, you barred the course from the tips. That's what you need to tell them, Smitty, okay? Um, are you interested in developing? If Mike A and I come up with a concept where we develop a podcast called Supodity, is that something you would be in on? Uh, yeah, you can uh, contact my agent. Everyone's got a <laughs> really? place. I have to cut that. You are. You are. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Can you just blurt out Supodity? Right now? Yeah. Just in general. It just just blurted out, right? Yes. Stupidity. Yes. <laughs> Mike, make sure uh, we get this. Uh, Mike, by the end of this week, I want an idea in place to have a weekly podcast called Stupidity. Okay. <laughs> Can you make this happen? That means she shows up every other week. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The person on the show you would most want to be stranded on an island with is blank. I. F- I would say Billy because I feel like he probably knows a lot of survival tactics just from being a little bit of an oddball. But I also think he would probably just talk my ear off the entire time. Yeah. So maybe Chris Cody so I could eat him. <laughs> See, I love the thought process because that question is twofold. It's who yes. would help me survive and who right. could I survive with? Yes. It's two uh, different things. But, but Chris, there's a lot of meat on that bone, Mike. And uh, she chose food. <laughs> okay. Yes. She chose food. Um, Billy would talk your ear off. But Billy, see, I would go about that like, hey, who's going to get me off this island the fastest? And that person, I think, would be Billy. I think that's the person you should go with, you know? Yeah, I think that's that's definitely yeah. true. But that whole talking thing, I understand. Uh, who is the least, the person you would least want to be left with on a stranded island? Probably you, Stugat. That's, that's yeah. an easy answer. <laughs> Why me? I mean, I mean you're just going to go create some sort of like recreational golf course out of coconuts and pine leaves or something like that. And I'm going to be on my own. And then break your chops as to why he's not off the island yet. Why haven't you figured it out? <laughs> right. Well, I'm on the 11th hole for the fourth consecutive day. <laughs> hey, Smetty, what are we doing to get off this island? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> only so many times I can play this golf course. <laughs> uh, who do you feel like the person on the show that is most affected in a negative way by your presence on the show? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. You love these questions. You love them a little too much. I love it. I gotta say, I feel like I feel like everyone's squirming a little bit. They're like, "Ooh, can we still talk about poop in front of Jess? Can we still talk about skid marks in front of Jess?" It's got to be Greg Cody, right? He he feels so flabbergasted and so like he's so rattled all the time when he remembers that I'm there and he doesn't know my name. He calls me Jennifer. He doesn't know what he can say in front of me. It's got to be Greg. 
uh, Jennifer Smetana with us here on Stupidity. Um, what is the song that Jess will sing out loud in her car every time it comes on? Bobby McGee, or Me and Bobby McGee by Janis Joplin. Nice. The Dead also sang that. Are you aware of that? Are you a Dead fan? I am. I'm not as big of a deadhead as you, but yesterday or the other day, Mike said something about someone having a little touch of gray. And I looked at you to see if like your Grateful Dead spidey senses would go off, but they didn't. They did not. No, that's because I wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time I'm being made aware that he actually said that. Um, Three people in history you could have dinner with. Who would they be? Newt Rockney. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're not. Maybe. But no, maybe. You're, no, you're not. Ara Parsegian, keep going. And Lou Holtz. Ara Parsegian <laughs> and... Um, and Rudy. Rudy Rudiger. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I've actually met Rudy, though. I did a Zoom charity thing with him last spring during COVID. Right. Um, okay. So he's still alive. So I don't know. If, okay. I don't know. If they, do they have to be dead? They could be anyone. Uh, and feel free uh, to pick up that lame name you just dropped. I mean... <laughs> Lou Holtz was also there. Yeah. Come on, three people in history. Three people. Okay, okay, okay. I'll say J.R.R. Tolkien. He's my favorite author. Jesus, this Um, J.R. guy. New Rockney. He's a football mastermind. He'd teach me the X's and O's, teach me all the plays. I'd be like, hey, guess what, Newt? There's TV now, and you can watch football on it in your car. And he'd freak out. I'd blow his mind. Um, I I don't know. I feel like I should pick someone who's actually like an important figure, not just a, I mean, I don't know. J.R.R. Tolkien's not a sports person, but all I really care about is sports. So give me like a good sports name I could talk to. Uh, How about Tim Brown? How about Tim Tim Brown? Brown? Right? Won the Heisman, Notre Dame? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Would you like me to arrange a conversation with you and Tim Brown? Is that, is that something you would like? Is that something you can do for me? That is something I could do for you. If you right like after it. Aaron Rodgers. Listen, it's not every day I, I'm speaking to a Michael Lewis Darius Gola Jr. award winner. And so, yes, if that is something that you would like, a conversation with Tim Brown, I will set that up for you, okay? Uh, your favorite food is blank. That's a really tough one. I love all foods equally, but if I could pick like a food group, I would say Mexican food. I'll eat any Mexican food, tacos, whatever. Give it to me. Oh, okay. Uh, your favorite travel spot is blank. Um, low country, South Carolina. Really? Wow. Why? My family has gone there for decades and the weather's nice. There's good golf. It's pretty. It's a nice place. Okay. Um, one word to describe the people on our show. You can only use one word. Okay. You ready? I'm just going to go around the horn really, really quickly here. Roy Bellamy. Oh my God, I don't, okay, okay, hold on, give me a second. It's a tough Roy spot, I know. Um, one yeah. word to describe Roy? Yep. Calculated. <laughs> He's not gonna be happy with you. Uh, <laughs> but I listen, like he is. No, but regardless of what your answer was there, Roy's still not going to be happy. It doesn't, he's, just, he's just unhappy. Um, all right, let's go. Let's. I'm just bouncing around the room. So Mike Ryan sits right next to Roy. Mike Ryan, one word to describe Mike Ryan. Goofball. Goofball. Okay. Uh, Billy Gill. Strange. Yep. Uh, Chris Cody. Easy going. Is that one word, Mike? Is that one word? It's hyphenated, <laughs> I think. And while we're at it, is goofball one word? I'm not even certain. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, let's go to uh, Greg Cody. Greg Cody. Geriatric. 
<laughs> Chris Whittingham. Proper. <laughs> Dan Lebetard. Mastermind. Stugatz. Stugatz. <laughs> Stugatz! That is such okay. a perfect answer. <laughs> it really is. It's the answer you wanted. Did I leave anyone out? Because they're all very sensitive. Smetty, did I leave anyone out? Um, I don't think so. I mean, Juju Gotti. I feel like cool. Juju's cool. Yes. Right. Ryan Cortez. Homer. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Smetty. I I don't need I uh, <laughs> Sue Gotts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give us your Mount Rushmore of Notre Dame of all things Notre Dame. Smetty's Mount Rushmore of Notre Dame is blank. Okay, I would say number one would be. The 2014 Notre Dame-Michigan game. Right. Number two would be 11 national championships. Jesus Christ. In the 40s, right? (laughs) 70s and 80s, too. Okay. Number three would be the Golden Dome. Right. Number four would be my, um, my friends and family that went to Notre Dame. Okay, your friends and family. I thought you would go a little different there, like maybe the sign that they tap before they run out to the field or something like Touchdown that. Touchdown, Jesus. Know? It's got to be the people. Like I'll, I'll, I'll specify it. The people I tailgate with. That's the people four. you tell. Okay, the people you yes. tailgate with. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? What a terrible Notre Dame Mount Rushmore Smetty just came up with. Everyone knows. It's Regis Philbin, Mike Golick Sr., Mike Golick Jr. and Dick Vitale. Dickie V. I left out. Kakua. Um, have you ever been so hammered that you you never made it to a Notre Dame game? Like the tailgating was just so no? No, I've made it to every game that I've ever had tickets for. However, I have fallen asleep during probably half of them. Okay. For at least a quarter. So have we. <laughs> So yeah, exactly. So is everyone else. So is the rest of the country. Know, yes, that's, that's emblematic for the rest of the country, Mike. That is well done by you. All right, Suck let's. God damn it. Uh, yes, we did. All right, so let's let's get to to the matter at hand here. It is graduation season, and we started a school here on Stupidity called the Stugat School of Broadcasting. Now, the first broadcaster of the year was Michael Lewis Darius Golick Jr., and therefore we have named the award after. Michael Lewis Darius Golick Jr. He delivered a beautiful speech last year when we presented it to him. I will deliver my graduation speech later on in this episode, not just to Smetty, but the entire graduating class at the uh, uh, Stuttgart School of Broadcasting. But you are this year's winner, and we have a few examples why, and no one has ever ascended this quickly within the Stuttgart School of Broadcasting. No one has ever ascended so quickly that Smetty. Mike, let's give example A as to why Smetty is receiving this ridiculous, prestigious honor. I'm not so much wondering what happens now with Bob Baffert. That is a hard name to say. Bob Baffert. That is... Congrats, Smetty. <laughs> okay, here is uh, here is example B, example number two of why Smetty is receiving the Michael Lewis Darius Golick Jr. Award for Frogcaster of the Year. That's all I'm saying. Good point. Lewis Hamilton, mm-hmm. Pfizer, my grandpa died. <laughs> 
she sounds like me. And again, my dog is very excited. Okay, Mike, do we have a third example of why Smetty is winning the Michael Lewis Darius Gola Jr.? I can't say that enough. Uh, do we have an example three of why she's winning this prestigious award? There you go. Should they take a running back at 24? Hell no. Oh. Well, they, and they won't. Okay. Why? Because they don't draft running backs in the first round. The Steelers are very old school in particular about the way that they do things. Smeddy, who'd they end up drafting, the Steelers? They picked a running back in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna go one step further with this. Is there anything more old school than drafting a running back? <laughs> Yeah, it's like the new school, old school thing, you know, like they're old school in in the new school era. I mean, it's like, you know, the Steelers took Jerome Bettis back when a running back meant something. Hey, they, I think they traded for Jerome they Bettis. Did, they I didn't think they take Jerome Bettis. Bettis. You're right. You're right. They did. Stupidity! <laughs> anyway, so those are the reasons. There are many, many others, but we didn't want to embarrass you too badly here. You've done a good enough job of doing that yourself. But those are the reasons you have won the Michael Lewis <laughs> Darius Golden Jr. Why am I throwing a Darius in there? Can you explain that? Because I thought it was just Michael Lewis Golden Jr., but you explained to me that I had to throw Darius in there. Why is that? Well, Mike told me a couple years ago that when he chose his confirmation name, he decided to pick Darius because of Darius Walker, the legendary Notre Dame running back of the mid-2000s. So I I think that you need to throw Dare. I don't know why Mike didn't provide that information to you, but I think you need to throw it in there. Okay, there's a lot of secrets we don't know about Mike Ola Jr. Mike, yeah, <laughs> you and I know that, okay? Like, that guy, is he's got some secrets there, and we got to, uh, we got to get to the bottom of them. All right, so do you have a speech prepared for this prestigious award? It's a very big day. I mean, the graduating class is awaiting your speech, or do you have one prepared? Well, I'm flattered to win this award, and I thought long and hard about what I should say in my acceptance speech, but then um, I actually kind of was too lazy to write anything down and forgot about it a little bit, so I decided to have Mike Golick Jr. send me something to say in on his behalf, so he just sent me a little blurb, so I'll just read that. I feel like that's the easiest thing to do, so... Um, okay. He, he texted me and he said, ever since I graduated from the Stugat School of Broadcasting, I've really noticed a change in how my colleagues look at me. No one expects anything from me and metal grad's skin will start to burn whenever I walk by. Stugat's also has not returned a single one of my phone calls since I graduated. I've got an investment idea for him. So someone please get this message to him. Okay, hey, congratulations, congratulations. In very Sugatian style, you had Michael Jr. Uh, write your speech for you and you prepared nothing. <laughs> I, I have never, ever been prouder of anyone in my entire life, including my kids. I mean, <laughs> she, basic, she basically did a formal gojo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, congratulations, uh, Jess. We, uh, we appreciate it. And next year you will be, uh, well, you will deliver the speech for next year's winner, okay? That's the deal. That's what you have to do. Much the way Mike Golan Jr. just did yours, you will have to, eventually you're going to have to do some work here, okay, Jess? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do work next year. Very deserving recipients of the Fraudcaster of the Year Award. The first one was Mike Golick Jr. And in typical Fraudcaster of the Year fashion, he mailed his in. Our newest... <laughs> <laughs> 
our newest winner literally our newest our newest winner of frogcaster of the year now this year's winner of the frogcaster of the year smetty she took it to a whole new level she had someone else mail it in for her <laughs> stupidity stupidity all right get out of here smetty we appreciate it thank you stugatz okay thanks mikey a Thank the audience loves get back you. to get back to the Jets schedule. We will. We will. All right. Congratulations to Smetty once again, Sugats, for winning the Michael Lewis Darius Gola Jr. Award for the Broadcaster of the Year. Listen, this all started. I started this school because Clark University, the place I actually went to school, they've never called me. I can't imagine, Mike, there are many more famous people that went to Clark University, a school that has 3,000 students in it. It is me and the owner of the Eagles. I mean, other than that, there are no other famous people who have graduated from that university, yet Clark University in Worcester, Mass. has never asked me to do a graduation speech. They have never asked me to make a commencement speech. What did I do? I said, bleep Clark University. I started my own university, the Stugat School of Broadcasting, where every year I get to deliver the same commencement speech. Presented by DraftKings, of course. Put your MMA knowledge to the test only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code Dan. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for detail. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or... In Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Listen up. Students, faculty, parents, grandparents, and sponsors. Especially the sponsors. TISO, the official watch of the NBA. That beautiful Spalding game day leather. And Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. Graduates, Zip Recruiter will hire the producers, guest bookers, and researchers that will make your jobs even easier. Today is a date which will live in infamy for graduates of Syracuse and Northwestern. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here. That's what you've earned here. If we debated them ten times, they might win nine. But not anymore. Today, we interrupt them. Today, we clash with them. And we shut them down because we can. Today, you are the greatest broadcasters in the world. You were born to be broadcasters, every one of you. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what great broadcast schools the Ivies have. Screw up. This is your time. I had a dream many years ago. I had a dream that my two teenage children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of the paycheck their father's character receives. I knew it wouldn't be easy to transform sports media, but take it from me. You miss 100% of the takes you don't steal from Greeny, Cowherd, and Pablo. 
I mean, I've missed more than 9,000 pronunciations in my career. I've lost almost 300 debates 26 times. I've been trusted to make the segment-ending joke and misheard what was said in my ear. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Always remember what you learned on your first day here. Speak loudly and carry a big shtick. You'll go far. To my many detractors, I ask, do you want the truth? Because most traditional reporters can't handle the truth. We live in a world that has paywalls, and those paywalls have to be guarded by men with journalism degrees. Who's going to do it? You, Lieutenant Wilbon? I have a greater responsibility than you could possibly fathom. You weep for newspapers, and you curse the blogs and podcasts. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. That the death of newspapers, while tragic, probably created better content. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, creates better content. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about in press boxes, you want me on that radio. You need me on that radio. You use things like stats, sources, and post-game quotes. You use those things as the backbone of a life spent defending something. I use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to everyone who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I'd rather they just say thank you and went on their way. Otherwise, I suggest they borrow someone else's takes and mail in a podcast. Either way, I don't give a damn what they think they are entitled to. My fellow broadcasters, ask not what your alma mater could do for you, ask what you could do for your alma mater. And what you could do is send yearly donations, better make it monthly donations. If you want to make them weekly, that's fine, just make them out to my name. Keep the cash flow coming. The buck stops here at my desk. And speaking of the bucks, must win game, game five tonight, and... So you don't have to pronounce his name. As I taught you, remember, just call him the Greek Freak. In less than an hour, you will join others from around the world and you will be launching the largest vocal battle on traditional journalism in the history of mankind. Journalism. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is graduation day. And you will be sent out into the world to fight people with framed diplomas and stacked resumes. We will be fighting for our right to not work hard, to have no credibility, and still be able to land at the same network as Bob Lee. And should we win the day, graduation day will no longer be known as a day of accomplishment, but as a day other parents realize they have wasted hundreds of thousands of dollars, and a day that we, the underachievers, declared in one voice, 
We will not watch the game at night. We may or may not watch the big fights. We're going to live on without facts. We're going to survive without reading. Today, we celebrate your graduation day. All right, Mike, we have the Jets 8-0 through uh, through eight games here. We move on to week 10. They are home against Buffalo. This is going to be a tough one, Mike, home against Buffalo. I mean, this team feels like they're, you know, maybe a player away or a play away from making it to a Super Bowl. They are close, Mike. Listen, I, some people might say I've been doing the Homer thing where I've been dismissing some of these teams. I mean, apart from the Tennessee game, Buffalo's going to be their hardest game. I still think they eke it out because they're at home. Give me the Jets. Nine and zero. All right, so nine and zero, Mike. You have the Jets nine and zero. Have the Jets ever started nine and zero in the history of their franchise? <laughs> I don't think they have yet. Here we are with a rookie quarterback and a brand new head coach. You and I, because I agree with you, both have the Jets sitting at nine and zero through nine games, and somehow we're still not in first place. Anyway, let's move on to Week Eleven. They are home against a very young, very talented. Very good Dolphin team, Mike. So here we are at ten and zero with the Dolphins coming into <laughs> coming into town. Who you got? We take a quick break from stupidity to let you know that I wanted to continue doing the schedule in Chris Russo's voice, but I am reeling, I am sweating, and I'm fucking exhausted from doing it on the front end of this podcast. Back to stupidity. Miami is young. They're hungry. They're going to have everything going for them. They're going to get the Jets on a down week. The Jets still win that game. Uh Even on a down week. How about that? I mean, a down week. And we went back-to-back divisional games. It's very exciting because I agree with you. We are 10-0, even though we've never been 5-0. But we are 10-0 this year. Let's move on to Houston. (laughs) Week 12 here. Now, the Houston, listen, the Texans, it's difficult. Because they might have the best quarterback in the entire league if he gets through all this legal stuff. And they also might have the worst quarterback in the entire league if he doesn't. So, I don't know how you want to go about this one, Mike. It is at Houston. Road games are tough to win in the NFL. I don't care who's playing quarterback. So, Jets at Texans. The Jets coming in at 11-0. Listen... Houston is going to be probably the worst. They're probably going to have the number one pick next year if they haven't traded it away for Laramie Tunsil again. They're right. they're 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 a terrible team. They're going to be starting some third round panic pick, but the Jets lose this one. Oh wow! You have the Jets losing. Jets lose this one. They have to lose somewhere, but they are not the seventy two Dolphins, so they're going to have to lose at some juncture. I don't think it's here. I think they beat the. <laughs> Texans, okay, and I have. Where am I now with the? <laughs> where am I? Twelve and zero now. <laughs> you're twelve and zero because you're a homer. I have okay. them at a at a reasonable eleven and one. <laughs> right, because you're level headed. Of course, let's go uh, next week to uh, their home against Philadelphia. So uh, Carson Wentz, he's out. Uh, he came in once, and now they have. Uh, <laughs> now they have Jalen Hurts. <laughs> it was terrible. Bad joke! Uh, Jalen Hurts. So the Eagles coming into town, Mike, with a young quarterback, not a you know terribly good football team, and the Jets are 12-0 according to me and 11-1 according to you. Who do you got here? 
they get their 12th win right there. Philadelphia is just, they're not going to be able to do that. No, yeah, absolutely. That's 12. That's, that's a win. All right. Let's move on to the Saints. Uh, it will not be Drew Brees. Thankfully, we get him in a year where Jameis Winston is the starting quarterback. Uh, Jets. Saints. Who do you got? Uh, Jets have seven turnovers in that game. They win the game easily. Right, because Jameis has nine turnovers in that game. Let's yes. uh, let's let's go to the next week. They play the Dolphins here, Mike. They just played them a couple of weeks ago at home. They go down to Miami in December. Nice weather. They play the Dolphins for a second time. I'm sorry, you get out of New York in the middle of December and go down to Miami. That's a win. Thank you. That's a Thank win. You. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, the Jets will be flying down with all the Jewish people from New York headed to Boca. They'll fly in the Palm Beach Airport, and they will win that game easily, and they'll stay in a gated community. Let's go. Next game, Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, the Dolphins are at home against Jacksonville. Mike, who do you have here? Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Come on. He's not winning that game. Urban Meyer has no idea how to coach the NFL. They're going back up where it's cold. Jets win that game. All right. I mean, that's going to be uh, – that's a doozy there, right? Because you have Trevor Lawrence, you have Zach Will. Whoever wins that game wins the draft. How about that? Can we do that? That game is for everything. It's for all the marbles. Whoever wins that game won the 2021 NFL draft, and I have the Jets winning that game by four touchdowns. How about that? All right, here we go. Like, we wanted Tom Brady out of our lives for 20 years. We got him out of our lives last year for one season, and now he is back. Why? Because the Buccaneers get the AFC East this year. <laughs> so annoying. So here we are, Mike, just two games away for me from a perfect season. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sunday, January 2nd, at home uh, against the Jets. Who do you got here? Tom Brady forgets how many timeouts he has, and he loses the game. The Bucs lose the game. Okay, so the Jets, Jets win. win. Wow. Mike, you realize you have the Jets at uh, fourteen and one right now, right? Yeah, I'm being level headed. Okay, well, I have, uh, and so am I. Uh, the Jets win that game, fifteen and zero. How about that? We, I mean, Mercury Morris, sixteen. Exactly. 16-0, and every, all the Dolphins start getting nervous because we're in the neighborhood. We are in the neighborhood. Okay, final game at Buffalo. Final game at Buffalo. Everything Listen, on the line. By then, they've wrapped up the one seed. They're going to bench everybody. Robert Sala is going to take the day off. Jets win that game easily. Okay, and I have the Jets winning it as well. <laughs> so for a team that has not been good in decades, has never won a Super Bowl in my lifetime, uh, Mike has them at 15-1 and one this year with a rookie 16, quarterback. 16-1. Oh, that's right, they're 17 games. Holy shit, stupidity. Um, I have them. Uh, they've never won 16 games before, yet I have them winning 17. <laughs> How about that? Stupidity! <laughs> Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than pre- premium regular beer say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.